Hey, what's up? Hello, you're listening to episode three of the Remotely Social Podcast, The Quarantine Arc. The rest of this arc will focus more so on COVID-19 and quarantine in general, as well as the personal experiences that my friends and I have had around it. On this episode, I had a conversation with my friend Morgan. We've been friends since college. Um, We keep in touch a lot uh, here and there, but I just thought it'd be a good idea to get his experience with quarantine because he's in a completely different area than I am. He's in upstate New York while I'm down in New York City. So I figured I'd talk to him and get his uh, experiences on how COVID and quarantine has been treating him and the people in his area. On this episode, we talk about how quarantine has affected Morgan's personal life, his relationships, and some of the positives and negatives along with the quarantine that has come along with COVID-19. Also, when listening to these episodes, just keep in mind that I am very new to podcasting. So the quality on Morgan's side may not be the best because I am talking to him on a cell phone and it's all it's a lot to explain, but it's going on through a different channel. But because it's through a cell phone, the the quality of his sound isn't the greatest. And I've been working with it as best as I can. I am getting better at it, but it may be a little uh, finicky sometimes, but I am working on it to have the guest sound more clear for the later episodes as well as the later arcs that are coming. Thank you again for listening to the Remotely Social Podcast, The Quarantine Arc, Episode 3. Well, I'd like to get married. How do you feel um, like you're doing during this lockdown? Like, how has it affected you and how do you feel like you're handling it? I've been doing pretty well. Uh, Once the lockdown initially started was right after I went to go visit my brother down in Austin, Texas. So it was nice that like, yeah, right before like lockdown, like a week or two before I was able to go down there. So that prepared me a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. having the ability to just be outside and enjoy myself for a week. Yeah, you had some time away. Had to some come fun. back and be cooped in for over a month. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely been, it's definitely been a struggle not to do the things I usually do. Like my fiance and I always go out to dinner. Like mm-hmm. once a week, we try to like use a local flavor or we we'll use Groupon and just do something small or see a movie or something. Mm-hmm. And just being cooped up in the house is definitely it's been a dull i've been trying to make the most of it we've been using this time to move out to our new place nice have you finished uh building it i know you got that you got that place about a year ago right yeah uh we got it a year ago but we didn't mm-hmm. officially close on it until around christmas time mm-hmm. one of the uh sellers who got it from their father it was like two sisters and a brother and the brother decided not to tell anyone he's filing for bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So we like had half of the payment for in cash and the other half was a bank loan. Yeah. And when we went to go close, they're like, oh, well, this one brother didn't say anything about bankruptcy. So we're going to have to deal with this now. We were Jesus. originally supposed to move in like May of last year. And now we're moving in May of this year. So it's Fuck, dude. Yeah, no, that's yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to go through that. 
And unfortunately, with all this COVID stuff, it made it a little harder the mm-hmm. moving out. Uh, you know, uh, we worked doing like a house cleanups and we do estate sales and stuff like that. Yeah. And over the years, uh, Dewey and his father have stockpiled some things they've gotten from jobs that they could sell and things that would go quickly, like big pieces of furniture, mm-hmm. a bunch of artwork, things like that. So we were hoping before we can move, uh, we were hoping we would be able to get like a yard sale or a state sale here. Yeah. But because of all this, you know, all of those are banned. So we had to get a storage unit. And I think we had four truckloads go out. Oh, no, we had three full truckloads go out from the basement of this house. Gotcha. Could you talk a little bit more about had, what like, you and your fiance do? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we work... Uh, Dewey's father, Michael, mm-hmm. uh, owns a state sale company and a house cleaning company called MM's Easy Cleaners mm-hmm. here in Rochester, New York. It's been uh, the longest independently run uh, like house cleaner for over 20 years in the Rochester area. Jesus. Is there a lot of competition um, in that? There is. Sometimes there's one other major company in the area, but mm-hmm. sometimes there's a bunch of smaller ones. You know, like 1-800-GOT-JUNK is really big in the area. <laughs> Dude, that sounds but, like a, they got a TV show. Yeah. 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Yeah, continue. It's literally the laziest title. It's basically people will work for this larger company. They just get their own truck mm-hmm. and, like, work, get their own jobs. Like, we're all run through... Dewey's father. He's the one who schedules the appointments. He's the one who looks for jobs. We advertise and like the post and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do things as small as like moving furniture in a house mm-hmm. uh, to like picking up old couches or pool tables. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do full house cleanouts. Like when people are moving, we'll get rid of everything and we'll actually like sweep and mop and all that for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do full estate sales for people. Like we'll host them. Mm-hmm. But with all this COVID stuff, we've barely gotten any jobs. Like we're lucky if we work once a week. Oh wow! And with Both COVID going, we have been getting. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I was gonna say with um COVID going on, you're still you still are working, but you're getting less jobs. What are the precautions that you have to take when you're doing this now? So now, when mm-hmm. we go to work, uh, we have face masks that we got. We have. Uh, multiple kinds too so depending on the type of job like if we're uh we had a job two weeks ago where we cleaned the basement up mm-hmm. and cleaned it out so we wore face masks that were easy to breathe and wouldn't get like dust or anything in them easily mm-hmm. uh we always wear gloves to our jobs uh when we get to the job we call the customer to make sure they know that we're about to head to the door so they can prepare so if they want to put on face masks they can yeah uh, we've been trying to play it as best we can. Mm-hmm. Some customers are definitely more like prepared and some customers are definitely more like, eh, whatever about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How are the people up there reacting to this? Cause I've seen videos. Of, so there are certain people who just don't think COVID really exists. So like with, as far as like upstate area, like Rochester area, what's the consensus that you've seen so far? So, Rochester area was really quick to uh, shut down once all of this started. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I think that was because of, you know, just New York State in general was quicker to, like, jump on this and take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stores were barren for a couple of weeks when this first started as things such as, like, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. A lot of them ran out of meats quickly. So now every store in the area has limits on an item or two. Yeah. Uh, Wegmans, which is, you know, one of the biggest things in this area, mm-hmm. actually put out an email, like, last week about more items that they're going to try to limit. Really? Uh, things, Yeah, things such as, like, macaroni and cheese boxes <laughs> are now limit two per person. Jesus. Hey, you'd figure after at this point, it's been, like, two months now, you figure at this point people would realize food isn't going to go out of stock, so you don't need to buy it in excess. But just, it's, well, it's so strange. Like it's still mm-hmm. just more generalized fear of the whole situation mm-hmm. people would rather be overstocked than understocked i when, get but like yeah at the end of the day it doesn't help i could just it, it's it's almost selfish in a way i don't know it, no i'll definitely agree mm-hmm. with you i definitely feel like it can be a little selfish if you you know just go out and access for the sake of access mm-hmm. most of the time when uh my fiance and I have run out. Like we'll always check in. Uh, I have grandparents who are older, mm-hmm. and about a month into this, my grandfather actually uh, slipped and fell in his house. Shit! I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So for all of April, I was uh, helping them. I like would go out to the stores for them and get their groceries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dewey's an amazing cook, so he'll make them. He made them uh, full lasagna for Easter and some ham. Mm-hmm. And we brought that out to them. And then the next week we brought them out some like uh, curry with rice mm-hmm. and a uh, few things in there. Like whenever we overstock after we've gone shopping and all that, I'll reach out to like my family and stuff to see if anyone needs anything. Mm-hmm. Cause right now we are doing well with like, we have plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of bottled water and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's how, it should be like we've had friends of ours like reach out to us mm-hmm. and we've reached out to people a uh, buddy of ours gave us a few extra face masks because uh he works as an electrician yeah so he had a bunch supplied to him so that was nice yeah speaking of your fiance you guys work closely together but i'm wondering now that in quarantine there's like, I'm assuming you guys had, like, some type of break from one another back in the day before quarantine. Given that now it's pretty much like you're always around each other 24-7, has there been any, um, how is that now? Like, does it feel like same old, same old, or is it just kind of, um, can it be overwhelming at times? No, I mean, mm-hmm. we're together a lot of, most of the time before mm-hmm. this anyways, like, Every weekend, we're on the road together when he was wrestling. Yeah. I would be like selling his merch and stuff. Uh, or when we weren't, you know, we worked together on jobs. So we would just work on the job together, would come home. Uh, most of the time, we're like, we have like time apart from one another. Like, Dewey's either in the kitchen or like when I'm cleaning up around the house. Like, <laughs> that's time apart. <laughs> uh, right now, Dewey's actually downstairs, yeah. like doing eBay. While I'm like on the phone, uh, yeah, Dewey will like Dewey when he like takes a moment to himself will 
like mm-hmm. be upstairs and like he'll chill in the bedroom he'll like call people he knows or like he'll be talking to people on facebook or stuff like that mm-hmm. uh when i like take a moment to myself i'm usually just playing like a video game or something mm-hmm. to just relax and like sit down for a minute or I'll, like binge watch a show mm-hmm. i've been watching community again because of course but yeah no i mean there have been times where it's like because we also stayed with his dad who's a little sick Oh, uh, last mm-hmm. April, his dad had a blood clot explode in his leg. Jesus. And because of that, uh, he's been having issues like with mobility. He hasn't been able to, uh, like he used to work with us on jobs, and now it's mainly just me and Dewey going on jobs. Yeah, and of us, yeah. That has added like some stress in the house. Mm-hmm. But we usually we've been trying to do things to get ourselves away from that get our minds off of that like mm-hmm. working on the new house has really helped with that because it's out it's in the mountains where by some forest mm-hmm. we hear running water from where we are that's awesome uh, we've like recently finished painting the kitchen of uh, the living room and like the pantry so like we're hoping to move in by the end of this month mm-hmm. and that's really helped alleviate a lot of the stresses you know getting ready to start this new thing and jump into this new house mm-hmm. wow dude that's awesome um you two were planning your wedding as well i'm assuming that's gotten pushed back yeah we're we're hoping it can still happen mm-hmm. if everything doesn't you know people are worried that once things reopen it's going to surge a bunch of more cases and shut everything back down yeah we're hoping as long as things remain good, we can keep the wedding because we're trying to do it at the very end of August. Mm-hmm. As long as everything doesn't, you know, explode on itself, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, we hope to still have the wedding. Because mm-hmm. luckily, most of the things we are doing for the wedding, we've purchased ourselves. Like, we've gotten the place in cutlery on Amazon. Mm, nice. Uh, we got our invitations. The only uh, We are doing it at our new place. So that covers the location. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing we've really rented so far are the tables and the chairs. We know who we want to do our food, and it's just uh, us waiting to make sure things are going to stay open before we put down the deposit for the food. Mm-hmm. But as long as everything goes well, we still do hope to be married end of August. Gotcha. And if you can't, do you have a... Yeah, if we can't, we... Uh, are planning for next year. Okay. Yeah, no, we figured we'd just push it back. Uh, Dewey's mom's birthday is September 4th. Mm-hmm. So if we do have to wait this year, uh, September 4th does fall on the weekend next year. So we're going to get married on that day. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, because his, um, his mom passed um, a couple years back, right? Yeah, she passed mm-hmm. away around five years ago, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, well, to to bring it to a lighter <laughs> topic, uh, <laughs> uh, what I want to know is currently throughout COVID right now, there's a lot of people that we have seen in the past. Like, it, like for me, I would go to work and I'd see the same people every day. And now I see none of them. So what I'm wondering for you is who are some people that you have? You don't have to give out names. Who are some people that you haven't seen? in the past couple of months that you're thrilled that you don't have to see and who's are who's some people that you miss seeing um 
That's a really good question. Thank you. Uh, some people are really missing. Uh, some buddies of ours, Dewey's best friend Rob and his fiance Nicole would always be on the road with us when we'd go to wrestling shows. Yeah. And with all this, we haven't really been able to see them. Uh, they came over once and we got to see just him for like five minutes before we had to run out the door. So it was really like disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss seeing basically all my wrestling, like all the people we know through wrestling, we'd always like do extra parties together. We would always do random dinners or stuff together. Mm-hmm. So it is a real bummer not to be able to hang out with some of them. On the opposite side of that, I will say that I don't have to deal with some of the wrestling fans. Oh, dude, tell me about that. How bad are they? So, some of the, some of the fans can get way too into some of the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like stalker? And a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's more of just like, uh, there's like certain fans who will not leave someone alone during a show. Mm-hmm. Not like a stalker. More like a little sibling, like talking to their older sibling kind of way. You know what I mean? Copy. Yeah. No, I hear you. Like they're following them around. They're constantly asking them questions when they're like trying to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's some, sounds, mm-hmm. some of the fans are really cool. And like, you get to talk to them and see them, you see them constantly at the shows and they're, really fun to talk to and you really get to know them in this area and sometimes there's certain people where everyone knows them and that's as much as they want to know about them yes do you think wrestling fans are like a specific breed of fans where they kind of um where specific people like that are drawn to wrestling or do you think that that applies with other mediums as well because i know you've seen like a lot of um music shows and you've seen like a lot of comedy shows do you see the do you kind of see the same type of people at these other type of events, or do you feel that these people are more specific to wrestling? I feel like every sport has a certain type of fan mm-hmm. that people often associate all the fans with. Copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for wrestling, it, people often associate it with like uh, kids, because kids are always the ones who really can get into wrestling, or people always associate it to people who are more conservative by nature mm-hmm. or people who are uh, more into like violence and fighting. Mm-hmm. But you also see fans who are uh, kind of break the mold and they're fans of like wrestling as a style and it's like as a performance art. Yeah. Like you see, I've seen like 20 something hipsters be into wrestling because they're into like the idea, the aspect of, the psychology of being in the ring, of drawing the crowd, of working the people is a very huh. unique art form once you get to see it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the, like a lot of what goes into setting up a match mm-hmm. is not just, you know, people think wrestling's fake and everything they're doing in this ring is just, you know, a show. Mm-hmm. But, there's a lot that goes into what needs to be done in a match for it to be successful. Yeah. You have to make sure you get the crowd involved. You have to make sure that what you're doing in the ring to your opponent makes sense. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure like what you're doing makes sense at the time of when you're doing it too. Yeah. It's kind of like 
uh, when we took like screenwriting classes and they showed us mm-hmm. how to write a movie, like the eight sequence structure. Uh, okay. In wrestling, it has to follow a certain a story. Structure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all storytelling. It's this is how the match starts. The heel, who's the bad guy, will get the heat. Mm-hmm. And then the baby face will get a small chance to shine. And the they'll baby get, like, face? They'll move in or they'll throw a punch. Wait, explain baby uh, that's face. That's what you call the good guys. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the bad guys are called the heels because everyone's going to boo at them. Everyone's going to hate them. Mm-hmm. They're the people that want to get the fans to give a negative reaction because that gets them into the show. Yeah. Once you see a wrestler you hate, mm-hmm. you want to see them get hit. Yeah. And that's going to get, you know, audience attention. Mm-hmm. And the baby faces of the wrestlers that everyone's supposed to cheer for, everyone loves, they're mm-hmm. the ones that are like, most of the time the baby faces seen in media and like shows are like the all American person mm-hmm. or you'll see like, you know, John Cena's one of the biggest baby faces of all time. Cause he's just got the whole Superman gimmick where he wins all the time and he's the strongest and he'll just beat everyone up mm-hmm. and he'll do it for the kids at home and the troops <laughs> yeah, and all he... those single mamas out there. <laughs> he was beating these people up for America. <laughs> Not for yeah. money, but for America. No, there is there was one time dude was actually at a smackdown show yeah as working as an extra mm-hmm. and they had him working as santa's bodyguard <laughs> and they showed a That's segment fantastic. about how john cena was gonna beat this guy up for santa <laughs> because santa was attacked yeah oh my god it's like a christmas miracle that's fucking hilarious I, I didn't see the full episode, but it would be a Christmas miracle if Santa like got back up and then came <laughs> in with a steel chair. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. Um I'm curious, how is your fiance handling not being able to work and travel um with wrestling? How's that been going for him thus far? He really misses working in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like wrestling is a really big passion of his. It's something he's done for fifteen years. He started when he was a teenager training at a school up here in Rochester. Yeah. And he's been working on and off with like WWE. Mm-hmm. And he was working with uh, the National Psoriasis Foundation a lot more these past few years doing events and charity shows. Mm-hmm. And like last year, we went to this event at a bar and he hosted a bingo night and silent auction. Mm-hmm. And this year they're doing it over Zoom, but they're not doing the bingo. They're just basically holding like a small get together event. And he's, he's like, what would I need to actually do for this? Mm -hmm. Like the other thing he did like MC and he could host and he could talk to people and he'd enjoy it. But he's really missing that being Mm -hmm. able to go out and interact with people as a job. No, yeah. Like he still work, he still works at home a lot of the time selling things on eBay. Mm-hmm. But that has gotten a lot more difficult with all this COVID too, because mm-hmm. more people are strapped for cash, so more people are looking to see how they can get away with making a quick buck or getting a quick item for free. Get a message from someone about a rosary that mm-hmm. was too short. <laughs> <laughs> she she tried to say it was too short to be considered an actual rosary, and 
my fiance Googled length of a rosary yeah. and screenshotted the thing that said they can be any size. That is, oh my God. <laughs> like, how short was it? Like, was was she looking for 13 inches, but she got 11? Like, how how short was, was like, the rosary? There was like 37 beads on it. And mm-hmm. She's like, oh, that's too few. <laughs> and he was just like, that's what it came with. It's not like we took some off. Nah, you slice. It sounds like you're slicing some off the top. <laughs> just put that those beads <laughs> on another rosary and sell that. <laughs> We're, yeah, we're gonna sell a multicolored rosary that's just like a conglomerate of a bunch of other ones we've stolen over the years. Oh no, yeah, what you're doing is you're doing the same thing that people did with crack. You're just taking the cocaine and cutting it with something else, and then selling it, yeah. <laughs> and then selling it like so this. I know the last two rosary beads were made out of baking soda. What's that <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> I'm sorry, I snorted the last four rosaries. I'm gonna need a refund. <laughs> Oh, you know, I need a good kilo of rosaries. <laughs> yeah. As soon as this quarantine is over and everything's opened up, what are the top three things you would like to do? Uh, one, I'd like to get married. That'd be pretty nice <laughs> yeah. if I could still uh-huh. get married. Uh, two, I want to go to movie theaters again. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, you hear that? It's not looking good for them. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. terrible. And AMC isn't and, streaming, isn't um, screening Universal movies anymore because of what Universal did. Neither is Regal. Neither is Regal? Yeah, Regal and AMC refuse to air Universal. That's not good business for them. <laughs> like, Universal spits out blockbuster hits all the time. But, I mean, eventually they'll probably change their minds. It's not like... Because yeah. I don't think Universal needs them. I think it's more so the other way around. Because if they're able to make these numbers off of streaming, obviously not every movie that they put out will make these numbers. But they hit ridiculous numbers on Trolls too, So they'll be able to like figure out their model to make it more effective, depending on where and where how they want to release it. I mean, even if the U.S. is having released movies, Universal always releases overseas, too. So that yeah. would probably help them. Like to the countries that haven't been hit as hard as we have, mm-hmm. like they'll be able to still make their bank. I understand like why they thought it was a good idea when they did it, but mm-hmm. I feel like, like you said, they will eventually cave. Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. uh, drive-in theaters by this actually just opened this weekend. There's like one drive-in near Rochester, mm-hmm. and they're only open weekends, so I feel like they're going to be packed the next few. Oh yeah, I bet. And then one in Buffalo's open Monday through Sunday from the afternoon to the night mm-hmm. because they know there's going to be a huge demand of people who just want to be able to get out of the house and do anything. Yeah, no, definitely. And what's your number three? We have you want to get married, of course, um, movie theaters. And what do we have next? Um, number three is just to be able to get out of the house with my fiance and have dinner and sit down at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like that's where we're really able to just relax and talk to each other and have a good time. And, you know, not have to worry about cleaning up after not have to worry about anything else besides just, you know, enjoying ourselves. Yeah. No, oh, those are great answers. Well, Morgan, we did it. Woo. We reached the finish line. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I really appreciate that, man.
um i hope everything is well hope i hope you and um do we get to get married in august i'll definitely be there if it's happening and um yeah and i'll see you then all right dude again i hope all is well say hi to dewey for me and take care yeah we'll do you too all right I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Episode four will be out next week. Make sure to follow Remotely Social Pod on Instagram. That's where I promote the episodes as well as put out visual clips that have come from the episodes that have already been put out. So make sure to follow that Instagram to stay up to date with everything. That's Remotely Social Pod. Follow that shit. And lastly, I just want to send out a thank you to everybody who's taken a listen to the previous episodes and have reached out to me with kind words with critiques it really means a lot to me honestly putting this out i wasn't expecting a lot of people to just gravitate towards it and having those who've been around me to just reach out and tell me that i've either done a good job or shown me different ways in which i could approve upon this has been an amazing thing that's happened within the past week so again thank you all of those who have listened and thank you all of those who have reached out to me and told me how they felt about the podcast see you next week Peace.